This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, July 10th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Why do proponents of universal coverage point to Medicare as a model? Michael Cannon, director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute, says it's based on a misconception about what constitutes rationing of health care. The left likes to argue that we can have universal coverage without the sort of rationing that you see in Canada and Great Britain, where patients have to wait for care and have to suffer while they're waiting. Just look at the Medicare program here in the United States, they'll say. You've got a program there that provides universal coverage to uh, people over age 65 and the disabled. And you can see any doctor you want. Any doctor will will, will take Medicare patients. And for the most part, that's true. Um, what they don't tell you is the reason why Medicare uh, is able to provide access to any doctor you want to see. It's because Medicare pays enough so that the doctors are happy to see Medicare patients. Uh, that actually gets to be a problem. You know, Medicare pays so much uh, and, and for so many unnecessary services that the researchers at Dartmouth Medical School have estimated that 30% of Medicare spending is just wasted. It provides, uh, it goes it purchases medical care that provides no value and doesn't make the, the patient any healthier or happier. So it's correct that Medicare doesn't ration medical services. What it does end up doing, though, is because it spends so much money on uh, on useless services, uh, it's, uh, that 30% comes to about $100 billion per year. What it ends up doing is it ends up forcing taxpayers to ration their, their uh, spending on other items because they have to pay so much in taxes to support the program. In Medicare's short 40-year history, it's been responsible for over 10 separate tax increases, which that's at least 10. So that comes to an average of about one tax increase due to Medicare every four years. Um, And that's usually how politicians uh, avoid rationing medical care uh, through the Medicare program. But sometimes uh, they try to exercise some fiscal discipline in Medicare. And that's what Republicans tried to do in 1997. They enacted a, a, a formula that, that, that would have ended up cutting payments to doctors, trying, trying to reduce Medicare spending by cutting payments to doctors according to a set amount each year. And uh, interestingly, what's happened is every year, almost every year that that's been tried, the doctors have come and persuaded Congress not to do it. And that's what they're trying to persuade Congress to do now, to uh, not to cut uh, payments to physicians by 10% or, or 11% this year. But what's interesting about the way that Congress is trying to uh, reduce Medicare spending, this is an effort at rationing, is it's different from the way that uh, socialized systems in other countries ration care. Uh, they don't, they're not going to deny services uh, or, or they're not, they're, they're they don't want to be seen as denying services uh, to, to Medicare beneficiaries. So if they cut payments to doctors, that's a way to hopefully reduce spending without uh, obviously blocking access to care. But the problem is uh, the first way that doctors are going to respond to this is, is they're going to try to game the system. Once you cut payments to doctors, they're going to first, the first thing they're going to do is increase the quantity of services that they provide. Because cutting payments, uh, cutting the price of a service is a really odd way of trying to reduce spending. Because as I've suggested before, Medicare really doesn't do anything about quantity. In fact, that's one reason why doctors like Medicare more than they like private insurance. Medicare doesn't breathe down their necks and tell them, no, you shouldn't be providing that service because it's medically unnecessary. Medicare just shovels money out the door. Um, So the first thing that the the, the doctors are going to do in response to this uh, price uh, or this reduced uh, reimbursement rate 
is they're going to increase the quantity of services they provide, uh, which means they're going to try to get more patients in and out the door every day, and they're going to be spending less time with each patient. They're going to focus on those services where the margin between how much Medicare pays and how much it costs them to provide that service is greatest. And so that's going to drive the marketplace in a direction where patients get to spend less time in their do- with their doctor, and they uh, and doctors are going to be delivered, delivering more services uh, uh, or a lot of services, not based on the value that those services provide, but on based on the margin that they're able to earn on those services. But doctors, so they'll do that for a while. But after a while, uh, some doctors are going to say, you know what, this isn't, isn't worth it. I'm not going to be able to take any more Medicare patients. There have been uh, surveys of doctors that say that half of them are going to start doing this. And you have to take those with a grain of salt because in the midst of this political debate, it's in their interest to say, we're going to stop seeing Medicare patients. And maybe they will, maybe they won't. But certainly some of them uh, will when you cut the payments. And what that, so then these payment reductions actually end up becoming uh, an implicit form of rationing. Uh, because say you're 65 years old and uh, you just become eligible for Medicare, you'd like to keep seeing your doctor, but your doctor isn't accepting any more Medicare patients. Well, under Medicare rules, you can't see that doctor anymore. Medicare has a rule where it's illegal for you to pay that doctor with your own money uh, if, if you want to keep seeing him, uh, if that doctor participates in Medicare and if you're a Medicare patient. So, um, so you end up having to go uh, see uh, one of the doctors that does take uh, Medicare patients, and uh, you might not be able to spend as much time with him as you would like. And so there is this is an implicit form of rationing. It's uh, it's uh, by design more covert than uh, than the types of rationing that we see in other countries, and it really um, uh, belies the claim of the left that you know we can get universal coverage in this country without rationing care. Medicare is trying to do that right now. The impact of the cut of the reimbursement rate would seem to be a pretty good argument for not cutting reimbursement rates. What should the price of a doctor's visit be? I don't know what the answer is. I, um, and there's all sorts of different doctors that provide varying levels of, uh, of service. And so uh, there's not one answer. And I don't think that Medicare is going to come up with the right answer. In fact, markets often don't come up with the right answer, but they have there are market forces that push the market in the direction of the right answer that, that are self-correcting. Um, when Medicare is setting the prices for these services, there are basically two mistakes that it can make. It can either set the price too low or set the price too high, and there's no self-correcting mechanism at play there. So you get uh, you get some situations where it's actually hard for uh, Medicare beneficiaries to uh, get the services that they want because the payment's too low. But more often what happens is that the payment, Medicare sets the payments too high. And the doctors, uh, the people who uh, who receive those payments, be they doctors or insurance companies or um, uh, providers of medical equipment, they lobby to make sure those prices stay high. The, this fight over the uh, physician uh, reimbursement rates is one example. Medicare probably is paying a lot of physicians too much. Uh, another example is medical equipment. Uh, Medicare tried to implement a new pricing system that would rely on competitive bidding rather than administrative pricing. And the uh, they tried to implement this by themselves, the Medicare program did, but uh, there's been a fight in Congress by the suppliers of the medical equipment to try to, try to keep those prices high. So uh, that's uh, that's another indication that uh, 
Medicare, although it doesn't ration care, what it does do is it forces taxpayers to ration other forms of consumption to pay for all the waste in the Medicare program. How ought this to be addressed to deal with both uh, the problems of cost containment and presumably still provide care to those who genuinely need it and uh, wouldn't be getting it otherwise. So Medicare confronts us with a number of problems. One of them is, what should the prices for all these services be? Another problem is, what exactly is unnecessary care and what is necessary and who's going to decide that? Uh, These are problems whether you have a market. These, These problems exist whether you have a market. They exist whether you have government. The, the great benefit of markets is that they provide mechanisms for answering these problems, which are going to be different for every individual. Uh, government, uh, like I said, those problems, uh, when, when government gets the answer wrong, those problems persist. They're not self-correcting. You end up with a, either a lot of rationing or a lot of waste. So I think the way to, to, to get the market to, to work on solving these problems is instead of having the government tell seniors, here's the package of benefits that you're going to get. And here's how much we're going to pay the doctors, and good luck finding a doctor if the reimbursement rates are too low. Instead of doing all that and having the government micromanage everything from benefit uh, decisions to pricing decisions, give the seniors the money that the government was going to spend on their behalf. Give poor people a little more if they uh, have uh, if 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 you decide that they need the help. Give sick people a little more if that's what they need to purchase uh, a decent health insurance policy. But decide how much you're going to spend, divvy it up uh, among the seniors, give it to them in a check. Then let them go out and decide what kind of benefits they want. If they want a uh, an HMO that very closely, uh, very tightly manages care, is very conservative about their uh, their treatment philosophy, to in order to weed out those unnecessary services, they can choose that kind of plan. If they want a a plan that uh, that that provides very generous access to care, well, then they can pay the higher premiums associated with that plan. The market forces that you'll unleash there are going to um, are, are going to solve these problems of how much should we be paying in order to get this uh, given health outcome uh, for the for for a given senior. They're also going to solve the problems of uh, of of waste and unnecessary expenditures in a way that government is just not equipped to do. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute and co-author of the book, Healthy Competition. You can order your copy at cato.org.